0: Welcome to the Peaceworks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God honoring relationships. Welcome back to the Peaceworks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to talk about an abusive man desiring change. But before we jump into that conversation, I want to remind you of Peaceworks Live. PeaceWorks Live is our uh, annual conference. It'll be taking place in 2023 at Bible Center Church in Charleston, West Virginia. We'd love for you to join us. That'll be on September 7th and 8th in Charleston. And this year's theme is covering uh, domestic abuse and the church. And we've got uh, myself, Greg Wilson, and Ben Marshall, uh, all pastors or former pastors, all counselors, and uh, and all uh, with a level of expertise on the topic of abuse and the church. So we're looking forward to PeaceWorks Live this year and want you to be part of that. You can learn more about PeaceWorks Live at chrismoles.org. All right, friends. So our question today is about change. And interestingly enough, it is regarding a desire to change but a feeling of being stuck. So here, here's the question. How would you respond to a man who has noticed himself in himself, excuse me, how would you respond to a man who has noticed in himself a tendency toward abuse? He is concerned about these patterns in his life and he desires change, but he also feels stuck because he believes he's justified in his responses toward his wife and children when they don't comply to his desires or demands. So how would I respond? I think there's a lot of directions we can go with this. However, I think the question in and of itself, if this is an accurate reflection of what this man is struggling with, is a perfect opportunity to speak into his life, to have conversations about these topics, and um, hopefully to experience some change. So let's begin with the question itself. It's quite an interesting question how would you respond to a man who has noticed in himself a tendency toward abuse? And so there's some, um, some level of acknowledgement. And so as you may recall from the work that we do in Men of Peace, um, I may talk about aspects of information leading towards ownership. Uh, my friend Greg may use words like seeing one's sin in order to own one's sin. And it's really encouraging when you have an individual who is at least willing to see, in part, their behavior as abusive. As the question says, notice in himself a tendency toward abuse. There's also a level of concern here, as the questioner goes on to say, he is concerned about these patterns in his life. And so these, I'm assuming, referring back to the abusive behavior. So this is actually a fantastic place uh, to begin working because if you have an individual who is willing to acknowledge aspects of abuse and they share a level of concern regarding that, then we can set forth or begin to um, lay out a plan, a practical plan, for not just seeing, not just having concerns but also, hopefully, owning and then turning from these abusive behaviors. Now, there's there's certainly nothing to indicate that this acknowledgement is holistic or that this individual is uh, completely engaged in a process of change. There's plenty within the question to evidence that they are conti- they are continuing to be blinded in certain areas or continuing to be willful in certain areas. Uh, And so I I don't want to undermine the work that needs to be done by celebrating the work that is being done. But I do want to celebrate what is being done, which is acknowledgement of at least some of his abuse towards his family and a desire, at least some, to see changes. As the questioner continues, they say, and he desires change, but he also feels stuck this is a great place to have a conversation with this individual. So talk to me a little bit about the changes that you desire. Some might, some might say you move immediately to where you feel stuck. Like how can we get you unstuck? But with abusive individuals, they rarely see enough. They rarely see holistically. There's usually some aspects of being blinded or self-deceived. And so for for our work, for our um Process, we're going to talk a little bit about the changes that he desires. It's going to help us see a little bit um, what he sees as abusive. Now, there's no specifics in the question, so I don't know if these uh, tendencies he's seeing are uh, aggression or verbal abuse or emotional uh, aspects of abuse or if they're more physical or sexual. Uh, But there is something uh, in his behavior, in his relationship to both his wife and his children that he would at least see as coercive. And so we're going to work a little bit about, you know, what is it that you want to see change? That's also going to help us kind of unpack whether or not there's any continued minimization, denial, or blame, uh, which may lead us into the stuck conversation. But uh, usually when you ask what changes do you desire or what changes do you want to see, uh, you'll, you'll get a story and that story will include some blame shifting and so on. So I'm excited about the first part of the question, eager to get to work. But as you continue, the questioner tells us that the individual is stuck because of their belief and they believe that they're justified in their response or responses towards their wife and children. So that's problematic. In fact, let's just do a little bit of, um, uh, taking the sentence apart just a little bit, so uh, or the question apart. So it begins with a man who's noticed a tendency in himself towards abuse. He's concerned about these patterns, these patterns referring back to the abuse. He desires change, we assume, from these patterns that are abusive. However, he feels stuck because he believes he is justified in his responses. What responses? The responses are these patterns which he identifies as abuse. What hasn't changed is that the patterns that you're identifying, the the responses that you're giving to your wife and children, the behaviors that you're manifesting, what hasn't changed or moved in this discussion is that you see them as abusive. If if they are in fact coercive and controlling, then there is no justification for the behavior. There there is no um justification or belief that you should be treating your wife and child this way. Now, we granted, we get the belief. We, we get that at the end of the question as the questioner says, he's, he believes he's justified in his response towards his wife and children when they don't comply to his desires or demands. And so when he doesn't get what he want, wants, when he doesn't get obedience, when he doesn't get compliance, he feels justified to be abusive. I would certainly want to unpack where that belief is coming from. Like at this point, you're acknowledging that the behavior is abusive, but you're also acknowledging that abuse is actually okay, or maybe we could put it this way. Instead of abuse being sin, you're saying that in some cases, abuse is righteous when it's enacted upon someone who doesn't obey, who doesn't respond and so we probably need to unpack a little bit about how you view your role and your partner's role your your children's role in the family and what you constitute as abuse and so i believe that it's wrong for instance to strangle my partner but if my partner doesn't comply to my wishes if they don't do what i want and I feel compelled to make them do what I want. Then is it permissive? Per, then is it permitted to strangle them? I'm assuming you would say no. So then let's go through some other. Okay, if my abusive behavior is restraint, you know, I, I restrain them. I, I keep them in one location. I grab her by the shoulders and hold her against the wall. I believe that to be abusive, but when I don't get what I want when my desires or demands are not met, then it's acceptable because they have to comply. You might say, well, of course not. I think that's the pattern of logic that we want to go down because insinuating or even insisting that compliance or lack of compliance, unsubmissive, you know, insubmissiveness or a lack of submission is the greater sin to abuse is incredibly problematic, uh, unhealthy, toxic, damaging, wicked, whatever word we want to use, it it puts you in a place of superiority. So if you're this husband and you are willing to say, my behavior is sometimes abusive. I see a pattern in my life of abusive behavior, as the question indicates. I want to change, but I also want my wife and children to be obedient And what you're saying is you feel as if abuse is the only way to guarantee obedience. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to lessen the value on obedience and increase the value on serving and loving your family. That choosing to abuse your family for obedience, for compliance, has elevated obedience and compliance above your family. It has made their responses to you more important than they themselves. And in doing so, it has elevated you to be more important uh, than anything else, Uh, even God. You, frankly, are playing the role of God in this scenario. And even then, our God doesn't abuse us. And I think maybe that would be a discussion that we would probably end up having. I I feel like there's a theological issue here, too, in, in some kind of belief that you know, God compels, coerces, and forces us as opposed to uh, loving and and affirming and helping. Um, And certainly there's more that could be unpacked there, but I do believe we are painting an interesting picture, theological picture, when it comes to how we view God. And we're also instructing our children as to what uh, a father looks like. And so this idea of, I only lose it, you know, when they don't comply to my desires or demands and in indicating that you believe that it's okay is, um, is what would have to be addressed. What does it look like for God's type of person to not get their way? What does it look like for a loving father to not be obeyed? What does it look like for a godly husband to not have full compliance? And I think that it, that is a a healthy answer. I think there's all kinds of responses that we could give from learning the secret of contentment to uh, learning the principles of servant leadership to love, grace, mercy, the virtues that we're called uh, to emulate, to duplicate, to, uh, to respond to as modeled by Jesus. So, I guess overall, in the answer to the question, you know, the the heading for our question today is: An abusive man desires change but feels stuck. M- my response to the abusive man is: There's no reason for you to feel stuck. Your feelings of stuckness are based in a theological um, theological principles and bel- and a belief system that is causing you to be stuck. That there's freedom. It's actually for freedom's sake that Christ sets us free, and the gospel has answers to this. Idea of feeling stuck, and that begins by giving up this desire for control. It desires it. It it continues by abandoning this justification for coercing your family. It continues even further by embracing humility. You see, brother, what you are struggling with, I believe, what you what trap you have been caught up in is this trap of the heart of abuse. The heart of abuse is entitled and prideful and self-focused. The heart of abuse requires others to serve you. And what we're calling you to is the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, according to Philippians chapter two, is based in humility. It considers others better than themselves. It is others first. First above yourself. It is servant-oriented. It is not condemning or demanding. It is loving and serving. And I think if you can begin to shift the way you think and the way you view, your uh, think about your family and the way you view your wife and children, uh, you might find the success that you've been looking for. No, not by getting obedience or compliance, but you actually might Find yourself becoming obedient uh, to the way God designed you to be. There's no reason to feel stuck. The reason why you feel stuck is because you keep running back into the mud. You keep heading back into the disastrous forms of leadership that will never work. They'll never find success. And again, success is defined by getting what you want. It's defined by the character and nature and mission of Jesus. And so, brother, I would want to invite you out of that. If you're sincere... If you sincerely see that you've been abusive, if you sincerely want to see transformation and change, if you're sincerely concerned about your wife and children, then you'll abandon the, the self-worship of entitlement and pride, and you'll embrace the mind of Christ, which includes humility um, and transformation. And that can only happen through the gospel. God has provided means by which you can experience transformation through his son Through his death, burial, and resurrection, he's provided um, for you a new position so that you can decrease and he can increase. You can find yourself adopted, changed, chosen, uh, the indicatives that are so precious to us, and then you can practically make next steps, steps of sanctification, putting off the old man and putting on the new. And so I guess in light of that, and I'll I'll wrap up with this, there seems to be some desire to change, but a greater desire to maintain control. And until your desire to please God becomes greater than your desire to control your wife and children, I think you're going to continue to feel stuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. I hope that was helpful. I, I hope that gives at least some indication um as to what this individual can do or can begin to do. Uh if you are looking for transformational resources that go beyond just a simple uh podcast exercise, then I want to encourage you to visit menofpeace.org. That's menofpeace.org. There you'll find our digital course, our self-paced course. And you can form your own shepherding team, a care team to keep you accountable and you can walk through the material Uh, that I, that we have designed to help you process this information in long form, a lot longer than a 15 or 20 minute podcast. You can take week after week to begin to process the ways in which you're harming your family and the, and what God has called you to do instead. So thank you guys again for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast until next time. God bless.